Welcome, welcome all to yet another episode of your favorite podcast. Today we are covering preview of the games January 25th to February 1st, as well as the coaching candidates to replace Antonio Conte at the end of the season, coaches that could take the place of Frank Lampard, who is in 19th currently, uh, and then potential coaches to take over for Brendan Rodgers as well as our top transfer rumors. So, Targo, it's a lot to digest today. What are you going to be digesting it with? <laughs> uh, it's going to be one of these high noon sun sips, vodka and soda. This is a watermelon flavor. Wife says this one's the best, so I thought I'd try it out. Nice. And I, not to match my clothes, drinking another Kilt Lifter, Scotch Ale, down into my belly. Here it goes. Uh, good to see that you decided to match me today, Targo. Yeah, I couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah, I, great minds think alike, I guess. Um, I kind of like my jersey better. It's one of my top favorites of all time. So That is a beautiful jersey there. Yeah. Um, so, those are brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. This week, we got a lot of cup games, uh, especially in England. Uh, Carabao Cup, both legs happen in 24th and 25th of January, and then the 31st and the 1st of February. Southampton takes on Newcastle. Newcastle looking to win their first major trophy in 68 years. Southampton, 46. Manchester United haven't won anything in six years, looking to end that drought. And the Nottingham Forest, it's been 32 years since the days of Harry Kane and Teddy Sorry, Roy Keane, not Harry Kane, I'm an idiot, uh, and Teddy Sheringham. Uh, yeah, anyways. No arguments for me on that. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so that's the Carabao Cup. Not even the teams care about it, but it's a trophy to win. Uh, next up, we have the oldest competition the no in England and the word, <laughs> world, uh, FA Cup. And it starts off with a bang on the 27th, Manchester City at home against Arsenal for the first time this season. Woo! This is going to be a big one. Arsenal coming off beating Tottenham and Manchester United. How do you think this one's going to go? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't, Honestly, I don't it's at the had, so maybe give the edge to Man City. But, man, Arsenal are playing really well. Man City just thrashed Wolves. Could go either way. It could go either way. I'm going to go with. Up. I'm going to go with. It's going to be whether or not Arsenal's traveling fans are louder than the rest of the fans at the Etihad because nobody knows if there's actually people in the stands. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one to watch. I don't know which way it's going to go. I hope Arsenal wins because seeing a year that Manchester City doesn't win any trophies would be so fun to watch. Um, you think they play their starters or give some of the younger players a I think a go? Pep wants to win as many trophies as possible. Same with Arteta, and I think they both play all of their starters. Okay. Could be uh, a good one. Yeah. Uh, we also have on the 28th, we got Preston North End against Tottenham, Manchester United against Reading, and then on Sunday, the rematch on the 29th, Brighton against Liverpool, take two. Brighton out, went out and thrashed Liverpool 3 0 the first time out. How do you think this one's going to go? 
want to say Liverpool make a little bit of a comeback here, but it's tough to cheer for that Liverpool team, man, or say anything good about them. They don't play well right now. Yeah. Versus Brighton are playing well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and arguably one of the most informed teams in all of England. Um, I think the matchup to watch in this one is Matoma against Alexander-Arnold. That'll because be fun. Matoma's on fire right now, and Alexander Arnold doesn't play defense. <laughs> Alexander Arnold gets the start. <laughs> if, yeah, <laughs> um, I I don't know which way this is going to go. I probably am going to lean more towards Brighton since they're at home, but it all depends on if they play their starters. I mean, you know, they want to win a trophy. That would be huge for that club. I, I guess I'll just say Brighton if you're going to twist my arm. Well, I'll say Liverpool then, just to be different. I'm different. I'm different. Uh, yeah, I'm different. <laughs> and then uh, probably, again, my game to watch because boys. I love watching these guys. Your boys, man. Your boys. boys. <laughs> Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds' team, Wrexham AFC, takes on championship side Sheffield United at the racecourse ground. Man, this one's going to be wild and crazy. I will be watching it on ESPN+. Plus to see if Paul Mullen continues his scoring streak. He's got 18 goals in 25 games. He's no Holland, but he also plays in the, the the bottom league in England. So pretty darn good. Um, Should be a fun one to watch. If it's anything like their last game, man, that was a, that was a wild one. Yeah, it was. It's kind of all Cup. over the place. Again, no defense. So we'll see if they can outscore Sheffield United. Um, I haven't watched anything of Sheffield United since they got relegated from the Premier League. So it'll be interesting to see. All right. And flying over to Germany for games that really matter. Um, we have, on the 24th, we have Schalke versus Leipzig. We got last place against, uh, what's Leipzig now? Third? Fourth? They are fourth. in fifth. Fifth. Wow, that was a far drop. Now, um, they're one we point got Bayern behind Munich. second. <laughs> yeah, Bayern Munich against Cologne. Um, 25th, we got Mainz against Dortmund. And Freiburg against Frankfurt, part two. Is it they Eintracht? They played each other, didn't they? No, Frankfurt played somebody else. Uh, Freiburg coming off a 6-0 loss against Wolfsburg. That was it. Uh, and then the 27th coming thick and fast. Leipzig's in playing again, this time against Stuttgart. And on the 29th, we got a big match, Bayern Leverkusen against Dortmund. That one will be a very good one to watch. That one should be a good one. Especially if both of their defenses don't show up again. <laughs> so, And then we're going to fly over to Spain, Targo. Take it away. Spain, we have Girona playing Barcelona on the 28th. We have Osasuna taking on Atletico Madrid on the 29th. And then my game to watch in Spain is going to be Real Madrid versus Real Sociedad on the 29th. That is going to be a good one. One hell of a game. Madrid sitting in second place on 41 points and Real Sociedad are on third place with 38 points. 
So they could catch Real Madrid here for second place. I think more importantly, it's going to put a real dent in Madrid's title ho- title hopes if they lose this game because Barcelona just keeps winning and that would put a six-point gap between the two of them. Yeah, so this is going to be a big game for Real Madrid. We'll see if they can step up against Real Sociedad who are playing very well, very well right now. They've mm-hmm. won their past couple games and they're flying high. Yeah, Good team to watch. Very impressive young squad there. And then another game to note in La Liga is Villarreal against Rayo Vallecano on the 30th. That should be a good game. Villarreal have been uh, fun to watch. They're sitting in fifth place. Real Vallecano are in ninth. So it should be a good one. Should be. There's only just a few points separating the teams. <sighs> nice. And then All where right. are we off to next? Italy. We're going to go to Italy. And on the 29th, we got Milan against Sassuolo. We got newly in 10th place Juventus against Monza. And then we got the big one on the 29th, Napoli versus Roma. That should be a good one. Roma are in fourth place now, thanks to Juve. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Roma's been inconsistent this season. Napoli's on fire. Be very interesting to see how this one goes. It is in Naples. Good old Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Coach of Roma right now. We'll see what he can do. He always has a way of pulling a rabbit out of a hat. So he pulls it out of somewhere. Always out of somewhere. (laughs) Um, and he talks out his ass. So just saying. Uh, anyways, that's it for the games. Let's get to the fun stuff. So it was recently announced that at the end of the season, Antonio Conte's contract will not be renewed. He's not doing so well for Spurs at the moment. So let's speculate who's going to be the best to replace him. Targo, give me your top coaches to replace Antonio Conte. My top to replace Antonio Conte. I think my number one has to be Thomas Tuchel. Coached at Dortmund, PSG, recently at Chelsea. So maybe he wants to stay in London, give the little rivals a chance. I think he's probably the best option for Spurs at this point. He's probably the most high profile that's available, at least. Yeah. I mean, other uh, than I still, still don't Zidane. know why Chelsea fired him. I don't either. Chelsea, so that was a dumb decision on their part. It's I Chelsea's think. being Chelsea, so. But I mean, the other biggest I would say coach would be Zinedine Zidane, but I don't see him taking that job. No. My number two coach to take over Tottenham Hotspur would be Joachim Lowe. He left the German national team in 2021 and is still currently unemployed. I think he could do a maybe a solid job at Spurs. I don't know if he'd lead them to trophies or anything like that, but I think he'd be a a definite solid stopgap for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he's been out of a job this long. I don't so know I. Yeah. because he doesn't want to or he's just waiting for the right opportunity. Um, but, I mean, hey, maybe Tottenham calls in Jurgen Klinsmann and says, hey, can you be our agent on this one? And gets low in there i mean yeah he's a world cup winner with germany so he's he's got the pedigree there 
That's yeah. a great thing to have on your resume. Not many coaches have that. <laughs> no, not at all. And then, honestly, I think this guy would be great for Spurs if they could get him. I don't know if they can, but it's going to be Thomas Frank, who is the current coach at Brentford. Yeah. I think he's fantastic, done a fantastic job at Brentford. I think Brentford are going to have a heck of a time keeping a hold of him. Kind of similar to the situation of Brighton at Brighton and Chelsea, how Chelsea were able to lure Graham Potter away from Brighton. I think it's going to be a similar situation. Can Brentford keep Thomas Frank at Brentford? Yeah, I mean, not only are they going to have a hard time keeping a hold of him, but they're going to have an even harder time replacing him. He's done a fantastic job with next to nothing. And with the way Tottenham does transfers, I have to agree. You know, he's he would be perfect for it because he does a lot with next to nothing and Tottenham don't like to spend money. Yeah, so I think he'd be honestly a fantastic fit for Spurs and could probably do good things with them. Yeah. So those All are right. my, my three to replace Conte. All right, well... I'm going to go with uh, beating a dead horse. Uh, my first one is Mauricio Pochettino <laughs> making the dramatic comeback, thinking he's better than Spurs. Coming back. <clears throat> you think so, huh? He himself <laughs> loves that organization, and they love him. I think it's just a feel-good story as a patchwork um, to put a Band-Aid on a problem at Tottenham. Pochettino went to PSG, couldn't handle that locker room. The locker room at Spurs, I mean, they already know. They know Pochettino. They know how he plays. It would be a seamless transition. Um, he did good things with them, took him to a Champions League final. Oh, he did fantastic things with Tottenham. So yeah. I think that would be the one way to get the team out of the dumps. Now, the real question is... is Do you remember Conte, why he left? I'm pretty sure it was mutual because was they didn't mutual? do very good for a season. Uh, it's either that or PSG wanted him. I don't know. Um, I can't remember. But I think, yeah, he brought them their best, uh, their best success, which isn't really for most clubs a success. Um, but we'll see. Uh, next up... A coach that's been kind of all over the place, Peter Bontz. <clears throat> Um, He's Dutch. He's coached at Ajax, Dortmund, Lyon, and Leverkusen. It's more of his style of play and his demand out of his players for me. Um, he likes the attacking possession style, but it's the he- and he loves heavy pressing. So very similar to you know Manchester City, Arsenal. Manchester United, all those teams are very successful. And it's the one thing in the complete opposite of Antonio Conte. It's the one thing Tottenham doesn't do um, is play attacking possession style soccer. Um, I think he'd be a great fit for a board and Daniel Levy who wants to completely make the fans happy at this point because nobody is happy with Antonio Conte including Antonio Conte. Um, And then last, I have to agree with you, man, Thomas Frank. He would be a wonderful fit for Tottenham. The problem is, can you get him out of Brentford and then 
I don't know. That's the big question, isn't it? Can they lure him away from there? Yeah. It, Something a project think, he wants to take on. I don't think money is going to do it. It's going to have to be more of a freedom to do what he wants. But he's done wonders at Brentford. I mean, they've only been in the Premier League, what, two years since getting promoted? Yeah. And they're already pushing for European places. So he's done fantastic. He would be a great fit. That way you don't need to bring in a lot of players, just ship out the old ones. And he makes everybody that he coaches better. So those are my top three to replace Antonio Conte. Okay. Next up, we got the wonderful job over at Everton. Who is going to replace Frank Lampard if they let him go? I mean, this point, I don't know if anybody wants this job. The board doesn't have a direction. Frank Lampard doesn't have any help. This team is a mess. Who comes in and plays, I guess, janitor as the cleanup crew? Who do you got for me? So one of the coaches I got there, I think, to kind of help that Everton team to stop the, the leaky goals, the 1-0 losses, maybe to start turning those into draws, you know, getting a 1-0 a lead, holding on to it for a 1-0 win. I would say Sean Dyche, former coach at Burnley. You know, he he, he guided Burnley to promotion, kind of stabilize that club. They were in the Premier League quite a while. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, he became a kind of a top top coach there for them, helping them stay in the Premier League. You know, they were known for that tough nose kind of defense, not necessarily the prettiest football, but they got results. Yeah. And I think that could be something that Everton could be looking to get here as they're in this fight. Yeah, I mean, it's a very similar style of football to what Tottenham is playing right now. Yeah, they're they're Um, definitely going to be a defensive team under Sean Dyche. But can't lose games if you're conceding goals. That's kind of his... His style, I guess you could say. Yeah. So he'd, he'd be one of my coaches to take over for Everton. Uh, another one I have is Paulo Fonseca. He's the current manager of Lille, who are in sixth place in Ligue 1. He's a Portuguese manager who was looked at, manager who was looked at for Tottenham. Mm-hmm. There are problems with his contract. And so he never, never made it there with the fine print in this contract. You know, he impressed with Braga. He earned a move to Shakhtar Donetsk, where he won three league titles in three years. Wow. Uh, He was at Roma. And, you know, he plays attacking style football, so kind of the opposite of Sean Dyche, where he played attacking football, but kind of at Roma he got sacked because they let in leaky goals. Yeah. So he, he could be a good fit. He's got that pedigree, at least, of... You know, getting teams into the Champions League, giving some of these bigger teams a fight. So he he could be an option. But I think, honestly, my number one pick for that Everton job would be uh, Nuno. Nuno Esparito Santo, Portuguese coach formerly of Wolves and of Tottenham. I think he could be a good fit. He's the current manager at El Itaid in the Saudi League. 
So I don't think it'd be too hard to maybe pry him from that league for a Premier League job. Especially one like Everton, you know, we saw what he did at Wolves. He did a fantastic yeah, job fit, at Wolves. Phenomenal. I mean, brought granted, them up from the championship. Granted, he almost built an entirely Portuguese side, but <laughs> he did a fantastic job. He did. He did a great job at Wolves. I think he's the reason why they're still in the Premier League. You know, at Tottenham, he had a little bit of a rough go of it. Typical kind of coach for for that club. They always have a rough go of it. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah, but honestly, I, I think he would be Everton's best option right now. It'd be Nuno. Yeah, and I mean, he's going to look to spend money, and Everton board wants to give him money, so I don't see why that wouldn't be a good fit. <laughs> uh, me personally, I guess I'll go the same way you went from last to first. Um, I'm going to go with Rudy Garcia. First, he's currently coaching Cristiano Ronaldo at Al Nasir. Uh, he won the league on title with Lille. Um, I know you have him under other prospects for other coaches. Yeah, he's a good coach. You're not going to get any argument but, from me. Yeah, he he's a, a great coach. I think he he would love to try his managerial career in the Premier League. It'd be a good fit for Everton um, with the players they have. Next up, I kind of went outside the box for this one. A guy who didn't really get a shot at Manchester United. They should have given him more time. I disagree. Yeah, a lot of people would disagree with me on that one. Um, <laughs> but Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, um, that's what I figured. I think say. he would be better fit than at Manchester United for a club like Everton. Um, he's currently coaching in Norway at Christensen BK. Um, it'd be pretty easy to prime away from Norway. Yeah. But I think for me, if they want to go after him, I mean, he's not a bad coach. I think there's a lot of pressure at Manchester United for him to succeed with what we've seen is a failing locker room. So I don't think that he did a bad job at Manchester United. I just think it was the players he had. Um, I think he would have a similar position at Everton, but he would command more respect. Um, he doesn't have quite as big of personalities as the United team would. Um, and then my number one, which happens to be your number three, is Sean Dyche. The man knows how to go through a relegation scrap. He knows how to fix a leaky defense. He did fantastic things for Burnley. I just, I think he would be the stopgap. Maybe he doesn't stay for more than the rest of the season. But he would fix a lot of problems that Everton is having right now. So I think he would be a great, great choice for him. Yeah, I think he would too. I, you know, I don't know about Ole. He his I feel like his United managerial career was very streaky. Like I remember yeah. he started off real good, and so that's why they gave him the job. So he was an interim manager. And then as soon as they gave him that job, man, and then it, they did really good. And then <laughs> they did really bad, and then he got fired. So yeah. it, was, it was definitely a roller coaster for him. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, it's a perfect fit, controlled chaos at a chaotic team. No, I think it'd be similar to Frank Lampard now, if I'm being honest. Probably. 
Um, but I want to go outside the box and I could be completely wrong, but it just seems like this board, it's something that they would go with. So, like yeah. Again, I don't know if he has the experience for a relegation fight. I think that's why Frank Lampard's struggling. He didn't have that either. Yeah. You know, you, I think a Sean Dice would be good, like you said. You know, yeah. someone who's been there knows how to hopefully stop a leaky defense and get some results. Definitely. All right. Over to Lester. Brendan Rogers. Who, if he leaves, if he doesn't save Lester from relegation. They're not doing and, terrible, so yeah. Got a result here against Brighton. So they got a long way to go. They do. They got to be more consistent. And to me, I think Brendan Rodgers is almost untouchable as far as the Leicester City board goes. But, you know, I think it's he's come to the end of the road almost with Leicester City. So who comes in to replace him if it is the end of the road? So for me, Brendan Rodgers, I think he should stick it out to at least the end of the season. I don't think they should fire him mid-season. I, I do think he'll keep Leicester in the Premier League. But if they do want to go with a change, I th- they wait till the end of the season. My number three pick would be Rudy Garcia. I know you had mentioned him previously for the Everton job. He's the current manager at El Nasir, coaching good old Cristiano Ronaldo. But he had a, a good year in France with Lille. When he won the d- domestic double there. You know, then he's had a kind of a mixture of fortunes at Roma. Then he's put, been at Marseille, went to Lyon. But with that Lyon team, he made it to the Champions League semifinals. And so he's kind of had it up and down. But I think he could be a good coach, you know, similar to why you kind of want him at Everton. I think he could do okay at Leicester. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I forgot to warn, you know, the captive audience, uh, our clothes aren't the only thing that match a lot of our decisions with these picks were very similar, but for different spots. So, (laughs) and then, yeah, so then my, my number two coach, I would say for, for Lester to be Andre Villas-Boas, it's kind of hard to believe he's only 43 years old and he's already had a lengthy management career. I mean, has he been around for like 10 years already? Yeah, I mean, a he, longer? we remember him at Chelsea. We remember him at Tottenham. So, yeah. I mean, I remember him at Porto mostly. but Porto, yep. That's also where he was the most successful. So, And then he was also in Zenit St. Petersburg mm-hmm. in Russia and then went Marseille. to China. Uh, his last job was at Marseille. He took him to Champions League qualification in 2020. But then he left the club after some disagreements over transfers. And but yeah, I think he could be a good a good coach. He's got Premier League experience. You know, I don't think you bring him in right now for a relegation fight. You have to no, for him, you would no. definitely have to wait for the summer to have, have him get a full full summer training with his players, you know, maybe bring in a couple players that he might want. But I don't think he's a bad coach. You know, he's coached at big clubs, so I think he could be an all right fit. And then my number one to take over Lester will be Rafa Benitez. He's got Premier League experience. We've seen him at Liverpool. He made the poor choice of then going to Everton to coach <laughs> where it didn't last long. Kind of knew it wouldn't last long there being a Liverpool coach. 
having success with them. I mean, where else has he been? He was at Real Madrid. He's coached there. Yeah. He's been all over the place. Um, but I'm, I think I'm more surprised that you're picking a former Liverpool coach to replace a former Liverpool coach. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't oh, Brendan Rodgers. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly what I said. I don't, I don't know what you want. <laughs> At Leicester, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me a you're second. Like, wait, yeah. where did Jurgen Klopp go? I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, I think Rafa could do could do all right. He was at Newcastle for a while. I feel like he did a pretty good job there. Yeah, when they were struggling, and so he's been in that relegation fight as well, and he's been at the top as well with clubs like Real Madrid and Liverpool. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be my number one pick for Leicester, Rafa Benitez. Okay. Well, I also picked Rafa Benitez. <laughs> However, he's my number three. Um, yeah, I I think, I mean, with the style of play and the players that Leicester City has, I think he's a good fit. Yeah, I, yeah. Plain and simple. Um, and they wouldn't have to pry him from any clubs because he's unemployed right now. But I agree. I wouldn't. I would not bring him in right now. I would definitely wait till the end of the season. And ultimately, I don't even know if Brendan Rodgers leaves. Um, I think he probably stays and asks for some money and sells some players and tries to completely rebuild the squad. But I think they should stick by him, if I'm being honest. I do, too. Um, but my second is actually the exact same as yours. Andre Vs. Bosch. Um... My thing with him, though, is he leaves every club not by getting fired, but because he doesn't agree with the board. Like He just leaves because he's like, I disagree, and I'm gone. So I I don't know if it's – I mean, it probably would be for, you know, the style of play of Leicester City, players they have. He'd be a good fit. But I don't, I don't know if – if he gets in one argument with that board, he's just going to leave. So You know who I almost said as one of these coaches would be to bring back the Cinderella coach, Mr. Claudio Ranieri. Yeah. Thought about him. But he's, I forget where he's off coaching at, but I thought that would have been another fun one. It would have been fun. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think of him, but that is a great choice. I probably should have done my research a little bit better and went with him. Um, but... I'm going to go with my number one as a coach that I've already mentioned, Peter Botts. Uh, is the style of play. It matches Leicester City perfectly. Maybe they just need a different voice in the locker room to inspire those players to get back where they were even last season. Um, but he's, he's a great coach. He's done good things. He knows how to get more out of his players, and it's they need to press a lot more. They tend to sit back a lot, and then they get bitten in the ass at Leicester um, for just allowing the opponents to come onto them and trying to counter after that. So I think he'd be very good as far as changing the dynamics of their offense. So that's what we had for Brendan Rodgers. 
I mean, it's a great list of coaches for all three of these jobs. Yeah. I think, honestly, we could interchange any of these coaches <clears throat> for any of these spots. Tottenham is probably going to be the most attractive out of all of them, especially if you sell Harry Kane and you have $100 million sitting in the bank. You can do a lot with that. <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll see. Time will tell whether or not a lot of these coaches leave or not. Yeah, make sure everyone who disagrees with us let us know. Join yeah, our Facebook please. group. If you Cruising have a Banter better FC. option that you've done your research on and you think would be a better fit, please disagree with us and let us know. Let make us sure know you on join that Instagram, Facebook group and TikTok. Start the discussion there. All right. Speaking of rumors, because that was all hypothetical, <laughs> uh, we're going to get into our top transfer rumors. So we went through the coaches. Let's get to some players. Uh, Targo, what's caught your eye this week? It's honestly one of the ones I saw here. wasn't this week. I think it was it was last week I saw it. it was uh, Mason Mount to Liverpool. I thought that was interesting. So, he, you know, he's out of his contract this summer, and apparently Liverpool are keeping tabs on him, the 24-year-old English midfielder who's currently at Chelsea. That one would be an interesting one. I, I would. I, I rate him pretty highly. You know, he's had a bit of a disappointing season here. But maybe a change of scenery would do him some good. I think so. Um, I also think, I don't know why Liverpool doesn't try to buy him now. Maze amount, mm-hmm. you know, with the amount of players Chelsea Six months, bought, yeah. I, you know, he might, he's English, might cost him 30, 40 mil. Still much cheaper than it would if he signed another contract. So, um, and Liverpool need new midfielder, midfield reinforcements right now. Yeah. Um, However, I have heard a bunch of Chelsea fans actually going on a campaign for Liverpool to buy him uh, because they apparently are done with him. So I feel bad for Mason Mount. He's a great player. Been a little disappointing this season, but, you know, he's still got that potential and the skill there. We know it's there. We've seen it. And still young at 24. Yeah. So I think it'd be a great fit. I think he would fit perfectly into Jurgen Klopp's system. Um, he may even be a replacement for Jordan Henderson. I don't think Let's I see, see him sitting that deep. Yeah. But he would be great next to say, I don't know, uh Jude Bellingham. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see. Uh, also apparently him and Declan Rice are best friends. So that could be a linchpin for Liverpool as a backup in case they don't get Jude Bellingham. Yeah, that that's a good point. So, all right. Could be a cheaper option. Yeah. Who's your number two? My number two, number the two. rumor that never dies. Harry Kane to <laughs> Manchester United. <laughs> Harry Kane gets rumored to Manchester United. Seems like every year. Well, we've already talked about it once on this podcast. <clears throat> we've only been around a couple of weeks. Yep. So it's just it's a match made in heaven. I'll be honest. It really is. It really is. I hate to say it. But Harry Kane, I don't think he's staying at Tottenham. So wherever he goes, the man has been at Tottenham long enough, suffered enough. Let the man go somewhere and win a trophy. Yeah, I think so. And I think... He would be that finishing touch for Manchester United. To make them title contenders, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can you imagine instead of Vout Vaghorst, he had Harry Kane. 
Yeah. Uh, That's a big difference. <laughs> I don't even want to imagine that uh, because I don't think Arsenal would be in first place if that was the case. So, yeah. So it's would a be perfect fit. That's why he keeps getting linked to them. However, there are a couple of teams that are looking for a striker that aren't named Manchester United. So Bayern Munich, Real Madrid. I mean, probably Juventus at some point, but I don't think, Do you think they can... Real Madrid goes for him with his age. It's possible. I Seems mean, like you Real can Madrid only imagine how players. many years Kareem Benzema has left. It can't be a lot. Yeah, that's not you're not wrong. He'd be a great replacement for Kareem Benzema. Yeah. And I mean, in Spain, I think Harry Kane gets another five, six, seven years out of his career. And probably another 200 goals. I was going to say, I thought when you, when you said five, six, seven, I was like, goals a season? Hundred? <laughs> hundred? <laughs> yeah, I think he would. Anyways. And then even for Bayern Munich, I think he'd be good. Oh, God. Then we would be talking about five, six, seven hundred <laughs> with a Bayern Munich side that doesn't need him, but wants him. I mean, you imagine Sadio Mane, Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sané, and Harry Kane. Kingsley Coleman, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kingsley Coleman. Just make it worse. Yeah. But he doesn't play for Dortmund or Leipzig, so he won't go there. No. <laughs> um, and the, it'll cost way too much, and they won't get him on a free. So Yeah. And then another transfer rumor I thought was interesting was Marcelo Brozovic on loan to Barcelona and a possible swap deal with Frank Kessie. Kessie, however you pronounce that. I believe it's Kessie, but I, again, however you pronounce that. So yeah, Barca looking to get Marcelo Brozovic, Croatian midfielder, 30 years old on loan. I thought that one was interesting. I feel like he's a little, little aged at 30 for them to want him to be swapped. Yeah. Frank Kessie. Yeah, I believe Kessie's what, 26, 27? He's in his mid-20s, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it would be a fantastic deal, personally. Uh, Frank Kessie played his best years of football for AC Milan. Should never have gone to Barcelona. He'd be going back to Italy to rejuvenate his career instead of sitting on the bench. Marcelo Brozovic, he's on the other end of his career. Uh, and he's pretty much just going to sit on the bench anyways for Barcelona. So I, it's a good fit for both. Yeah. So we'll see if that one happens. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if it will. I think Barca, they want it to happen. That's why they're, I mean, Kessie's only been there six months and they're already offering him up. Offering him up. Well, I think the most important thing with um, the Brozovic deal is the wages that Frank Kessie is on versus Brozovic and Barcelona want to get wages off the books. Maybe not just Kessie, maybe somebody else, but it gets wages off the books for them so they can sign other players. Ultimately. So, so yeah, those are my top transfer rumors that I found interesting here. Okay. Past couple of weeks. All right. Well, I mean, I said it before, I'm sorry that I took all the good ones. Um, First up for me, this one was very intriguing because it's a up and coming talent that might you might be able to get him on a steal. It's Nicolo what is it? Zaniolo? Zaniolo, yep. The yeah. Italian. Yeah. From Roma. From Roma. 
I mean, he's just a kid. And he's one of their best players, but he won't sign a new contract. He wants he, to leave. Is he he's 20, available 21? for 30 to 40 million euros. Tottenham's being rumored with them. I think that is the piece they need. They need an attacking midfielder. Do you know how old he is? Is he 20, 21? Uh, he's 22. Or, I think he's 23, personally. 23? Okay. Uh, I remember him. Um, he's been there for years. Like I remember when he first came on the scene at like 19. Yeah. And, I mean, he was compared to Francisco Totti for the longest time. And now he wants to leave, unlike Totti. So, <laughs> Not very uh, Totti-like. Yeah, I mean, no one's like Totti because he played his entire career with the same club. And that never happens nowadays. So, No. Can um, you even think of another player that played his entire career at one club? Can I? Yeah. Uh, like, like I'm trying to think, like even Raul for Real Madrid went to Schalke at the end. Yeah, Frank Lampard went to went to Man City and then to the New York team. And I think he went to New York and then he was on loan to City because City yeah. owns New York. But um, yeah, it's it's difficult. Tony Adams. That's it. That's like it. Um, <laughs> Del Piero. Mm. Alessandro Del Piero for Juventus for Inter before Juventus. Did he? I could be very wrong because I mean but... that guy had loyalty. He went down with them when they got relegated. Yeah, he yeah. stayed with them. It's hard because you get all these players at the end of their careers they leave to go to somewhere else. So yeah. it's hard to get someone who stays all the way through and retires with the team. So yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, we're starting to take us on another side topic there. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's an attacking midfielder. Tottenham need one. I think 30 to 40 million for someone of that age is a steal, especially of his caliber. Um, and you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other clubs that will look at him for that price, but I think Tottenham, that is the piece they need to be able to get to that next level. Cause they haven't had someone like that since Christian Erickson left. So, um, next up. Speaking of Tottenham, they're looking for a new goalie to replace Hugo Lloris. Uh, they're being rumored to want to sign Jan Oblak or David Raya. Jan Oblak of Atletico Madrid and David Raya of Brentford. I mean, I think this one, depending on who they go for, is going to be dependent on if they get a Champions League spot or not. Yeah, I don't think they get Oblak, if I'm being honest. Not unless they get into the Champions League. Uh, there's no chance. Um, I think but David Raya could be a great signing for him. He's still pretty man, young. Man, he'd be such a good keeper. signing. Talking about like literally a 360 in goal, I mean, David Raya stops everything. Hugo Lloris can't stop anything. So, it, yeah, I, th- I thought it was very intriguing. And apparently David Raya is only available. Like You only have to pay 15 mil to get him. Which That's is a steal. a steal and a half. That is. For a yeah, goalie. He's 27. Caliber. Yeah. So he's I mean, still he's got a solid six seven, years. Seven, eight years. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and then my final rumor Declan Rice <laughs> is apparently Arsenal's number one transfer target in the summer. I mean, I'm not being biased, but because I saw this rumor. I also want to talk about all the other clubs that are linked with him, including Liverpool. No surprise here, Chelsea. 
uh, Manchester United, uh, and Tottenham. Every big team in Premier every League, big pretty team much. in England. He's going to cost at least eighty mil, probably um, closer to hundred. Apparently, though, he is leaning more towards Arsenal because he's seen what Arteta has done to the likes of Saka. Uh, ben White, Emile Smith-Rowe, Eddie Niketia, and Aaron Ramsdale, who are all England teammates of Declan Rice. And I know Declan Rice, he did grow up a Chelsea fan. So, yeah. We'll see there. And Todd Bowley's not shy about splashing some money. Especially for Arsenal transfer targets. (laughs) Especially for Arsenal transfer targets, yeah. So, I thought it was intriguing because essentially it's going to be up to Declan Rice to choose where he wants to go. It next. will be. Yeah. Same with Jude Bellingham. Um, I don't know if personally, if I'm Arsenal, if you're going to pay 80 mil for Declan Rice, I, why don't you just go for Jude Bellingham? I feel like Declan Rice, though, could play kind of both that Granite Xhaka and Thomas Partey position. 100%. And I Whereas think the Jude Bellingham, I don't see him as a Thomas Partey. No. What is that, I don't even know role? if I see him as a granite Xhaka. He's like a hybrid between Xhaka and Odegaard. He, well, Rice, man, he's just so athletic. Yeah. That he can play that position, I think, going forward. He, he hasn't had much of a chance to do that this year at West Ham with the, their, the way they're playing and their position in the table. I don't think anybody would at West Ham right now. So And so, you know, he's been their one little kind of bright spark. But, man, that guy is athletic. He can get a tackle in. He's great at disrupting that play. But... Man, he can make a good run forward, too. He's yeah. smooth on the ball. Very underrated with his feet as well. Um, and I, You know what? Personally, unbiasedly, he would be the perfect fit for Arsenal and the style 100%. of football they play. Like, you know, um, even thinking about Man United, I don't know where he would fit in at a Manchester United. Maybe replace McFred. But then, yeah, he's not going to. Is he going to start? Is he going to start over Casemiro? No, but you'd put him instead of Fred or McTominay. Next to Casemiro. Fred or McTominay don't start, though. You have Christian Eriksen and Bruno. Well, you put Bruno out on the right. Eriksen as your number 10. Opens up a spot. So play with two holding midfielders, kind of what you're thinking? Yeah. But, you know, I think, I mean, if United even want to go for him, which I don't know at this point, I don't think they need to. I think they would go for more somebody that's more attacking than Declan Rice. I think they need a strike a forward striker. Well, 100%. They need a number 9. Yeah. Um I yeah, I just this is like a match made in heaven. It's been linked before, but no better be time good at for Declan Rice too. to go to Arsenal than right now. So, yeah, he would be a great fit. I think also Liverpool could could use a player like him. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to spend 200 mil for two players in the summer. So, and then I know you'd mentioned Chelsea. That's his boyhood club. I don't know where he fits in there. They got Jorginho and Colocante. Yeah. Well, both Bovisic. of them are leaving in the summer because a lot of them probably are. are. So I don't know. So, Maybe they they go for him as well. Yeah, it's very. Possible. He's definitely leaving West Ham. Where he ends up, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Time will tell. There's a lot of time too because it's only January and this won't happen till the summer. So uh, if I'm Arsenal, I'm trying to get him locked down a deal agreed now or at least in the works before summer even hits, but kind of like that in cuckoo deal at Chelsea at Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been announced, but ever it's like the worst known secret in all of football. So, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, those are my rumors, and that's all I got for that. Those are some good rumors, man. It'll yeah. be interesting to see where some of these players end up. I do have one more thing to note: is um, Sir Jim Radcliffe, uh, the richest man in Britain, has publicly come out and said next month that he wants to buy Manchester United from the Glazers. Uh, the Glazers are looking f- upwards of $7.25 billion for United, which would be the most ever paid for a sporting team in the history of the earth. Uh, what, I mean, how much does this change United if you get a British person in there? Could change it quite a bit. Yeah. And Glazers are running them bit. into the ground. So. I think United would, I mean, they would be back though. to the days of old with the way Ten Hogs running them right now. So That's a lot of money, though, man. Seven billion? I mean, he's worth 9.8 billion pounds. So that's almost his entire net worth. That's a lot. For one team. That's a lot. That's and a obviously lot. Manchester United are one of the most well-known clubs in the world. I think didn't they earn the top revenue this year? Um, great question. I know they're always near the top. So whether they're at the top or not, I know there was a few changes. So I'm not sure. If yeah, they there got were a the few changes. Club. So I wasn't sure um, if it was them. But they're always in the top three. So. So yeah. So there's your rumors. Huh? Any more news you got to share with us? That that's it. The All news right, well, is that-, that I'm done. Out. <laughs> That brings us to the end of this episode of Bruise and Banter. Make sure you guys, of course, check out our socials at Bruise and Banter for TikTok and Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Join the group. Tell us who you think you would pick as your coach to replace Antonio Conte at Tottenham and Frank Lampard at Everton. Brendan Rodgers at Leicester. Tell us what your, your transfer predictions are. Where should Declan Rice go? I'm curious to see that one. You know, obviously, it looks like Josh thinks he might go to Arsenal. We go to Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United. Who knows? Or Real Madrid or yeah. Barcelona. Maybe he goes out of the country. PSG. So, yeah, let us know where you think Declan Rice might go. And, of course, check out our Redbubble. Get the merch. Help us keep doing this. We appreciate it so much. We really like doing this for you guys. It's fun for us. We want to keep doing it. Keep an eye out for live streams coming up. Let us know which teams you'd like us to watch and live stream watch with you guys. And so that's all for now. So as always, cheers. cheers.